Hello everybody and welcome back to the Dream Team Tonic Podcast, episode number 80. I'm Tony, with me as usual is Ben. Are you there, Ben? How are we doing, mate? Oh, good this end, mate. And James, are you there? I'm here, Tony. Excellent. Three amigos um, heading into an international break, which is never good. A um, couple of weeks now of international football, which I don't think anybody really enjoys. So we're having a bit of a break. So let's see. Let's have a rundown and see how we've entered, entered that international break. Are we going to be on a high? Are we going to be on a low? Or not so? Um, James, um, you're first up, mate. Yeah. Uh, still having a shocker, Tony. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> 24 points this week. Absolute disaster. <laughs> not enough man not enough man city coverage um yeah it's something i need to address um obviously i've got uh four liverpool players that didn't play two ch- two chelsea that didn't play that's not going to help with the old uh with the old scores um no, definitely not spurs inability it would seem to keep clean sheets is still rather annoying um <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps now Romero's back in the side. They might improve. But I'm hearing Lloris is pulled out of um international duty. So I'm <laughs> if they've got to play their reserve keeper, um that's not doesn't bode particularly well for um further Spurs clean sheets, does it? Is, is that still Gazaniga? No, uh, Forster now. Fraser Forster. Yeah. Forrester. <clears throat> yeah, he's a big chap, isn't he? Um, he is a big he's, chap. He's, he's he's he had a wobbly spell at Southampton, didn't he? And then he, I think he went to Celtic, um, or one of the Scottish sides, and he did half decent. Came back to Southampton. Now is it Spurs? I don't think he's a terrible backup keeper, but he's not Larice, is he? So uh, yeah, that's keeping an eye on that one. Still that. Did you watch Sorry? the penalty? The penalty save. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it came off his line, didn't he? That's the trouble. <laughs> so slight, <laughs> so slight. Yeah, no, you can't get away with that these days, can you? With VAR and stuff, there. No. Um, I didn't see if the ref- the referee normally goes up to the to the keeper and says something, doesn't he? Well, they yeah. have been doing that. Regularly, I don't know if you reminded Larice or not. I didn't. I didn't pay that close attention to it. But yeah, you can't get away with that these days, can you? I mean, it's hard enough for a keeper to serve a penalty, though, isn't it? It's all stacked in play. It's in the, uh, the striker's favour. It is. Yeah. Yeah. A bit harsh in my eyes. Yeah. So yeah. So the two players in my defensive lineup that did play. Um, well, so Alexander-Arnold, Simakas, Cucurella got nothing, obviously. Larice got me two points. Sessignon got me minus one. Uh, in midfield, Sterling got nothing. Carvalho got nothing because they didn't play. Um, Kulis Vesky got me five. Salah didn't play. Kane got me ten. Haaland got me eight. So 24 points. Not great. Any transfers left? One transfer left in this side which I'm going to keep to after the international break. It doesn't seem uh, no point chasing price rises, I don't think. Um, 
I will see what happens. Unless there's like firm injury news where someone's definitely out that I know before, then I, I won't probably save that till the following week, I think. We're not tempted by Salah to KDB before the games. <clears throat> Possibly. I have actually done that in, in quite a few other sides, though. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'd be probably be reluctant to do it in this one as well because um, I want to keep a bit of a spread. Yeah. So I probably won't do that in this one. But poss- possibly. Yeah. It's, it's harsh sometimes, isn't it? Especially how the, the postponements have fallen. So there'll be a lot of teams that have been battered by them postponements. Yeah. Um, especially like, like being quite heavy Liverpool with a sprinkle at Chelsea. Your weekend were pretty much done for, weren't it? It was, yeah. Luckily, I was so hungover, I missed most of the football on Saturday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did watch, I always watch match of the day, though. Um, and I usually watch all the games, but uh, yeah, I I missed a few this weekend. But uh, yeah, I always watch match of the day just to make sure I'm up to speed on what happens. Yeah. Over to my side. Um Quite a decent week for this team, um, as it only missed two players, did not play, Dallor didn't play, and Odegaard missed out through injury. Um, again, we're racing the net. Uh, my fist pumping were short-lived, as the referee told him to retake the penalty. Bit, bit disappointing. Sessegnon <laughs> <laughs> finally got a start, got on the pitch, but again, uh, no clean sheets in sight, so minus one. Uh, Akanji, who's done all right for me since I brought him in. Uh, another eight points for him. Uh, he looks pretty pretty decent, actually, from what I've seen of him. Uh, slotted in really nicely in that City back line. Uh, Laporte's got a bit of a challenge on his hands to get his, his place back there, I reckon. Um competition there now. Oh, slows, isn't they? Especially centre-half. You've got Stones playing at right-back, who's doing yeah. a cracking job as well. He actually look more solid with Stones at right-back. at right-back. He does. He's... You, I thought they might be a little bit light going forward, but he's making some hell of a runs down now. And obviously scored over a week. Got uh, a few assists already this season as well. Yeah, he's just a little bit pricey stalls. I think I think when I looked to about four point nine million. So yeah, Kanji a cheaper option in that in that back line. Um, so into the midfield, Kulusevski five points with an assist and a seven rating. Uh, Odegaard did not play. De Bruyne seven points, couple of assists. Foden, a nice cheeky goal for him. Um, eight points. Haaland up top with eight. Kane up top with ten. And Jesus up top with seven. So a decent score of 54 points this week. Pretty pretty good. Uh, transfer I made this weekend was Sterling, who I brought in earlier in the month, doing a bit of the okie-gokie with him. I was just, I was just trying to maximise fixtures. Uh, it's a short run to the World Cup, and I just... I wanted to have as many players playing this weekend as possible. So, Sterling to Foden, and Foden got me a nice eight points. So, happy with that move. Uh, did that in a couple of sides, I think, as well. Um, one transfer left in the team. I don't know if I'm going to go for a prize rise this week. It depends. I'm going to have a flick around and, and see if there's out of fancy. Um, obviously, Saliba got a nice haul, didn't he? Probably going up point three. Arsenal got some good fixtures next month, so... Looking into that, maybe Dalot to who's Dalot uh, United have City when they get back, don't they? Yeah, but it's not, no. 
but they do play that Ammonia Nicosia on the Thursday, so it might even it out. Yeah, I, I did look at that at the back end of that. So you think he might get a minus three against City, and then it'd be, it'd be my it'd be my uh, luck that he, he didn't play the Ammonia game. Yeah, he's played the, the first two games, but yeah, he, he could be uh, rested. He um, did go strong, didn't he? Last him last game, I think he put the full side out. Yeah, I think he only done that because there was no weekend match. Hmm. Just to keep the team fresh. But I was looking at the squad there today, actually. Ammonia, Nicosia. They've got three Brits in the squad. Who have they got? They've got, um, oh, I forgot his name, Matthews, who played for uh, Celtic in Cardiff, Sunderland. Adam Matthews. Uh, he's like a right back, right midfielder. And then they've got a lad called Barker, and he's come through the Man City system. He's played yeah. all over the place, he has. And they've got. Do you remember um, Gary Hooper, who played for oh, Celtic? Yeah. He's played. He's just signed from this month. He was. He was playing in the uh, Phoenix, um, Wellington Phoenix in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's been uh, playing all over the place as well. So you were playing in the A League, weren't you? Yeah, with Wellington Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. He did all right too, but over here for a certain amount of time, then he just went off the boil. Yeah, he was good at Scunthorpe, <laughs> and then Celtic signed him. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, but they haven't started the season very well either. They've only won two out of four in the domestic league, so could be a good. And they've not done well in the Europa League. They lost the first two games as well. So Man United could give them a good hiding. Is 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 that game at home as well? Um, I didn't even think. I didn't even bother looking at that because I thought, well, good fixture. Yeah, doesn't matter either. Either uh, I'll tell you now. It'd be interesting if that's one at home. They are away first game, but then they play them again the week after after they play Everton at home. So it might be a better time. It might better be time. worth holding on anyway. Yeah, yeah, just want to walk uh, into. How did your team get on, Ben? I've got forty points. It's not too bad. Um, I jumped on a couple of transfers this week. So, on Thursday night, for a two for zero over Carvalho, I brought in Emerson Palmieri, and it got me a whopping score of minus one over two games. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I'll bring him in, save me a bit of budget. Um. I put him in defence. Nice fixtures for West Ham, but having watched that game on Thursday and then they've lost Everton at the weekend, I regret that transfer so much. They just look <laughs> terrible at the moment, West Ham. Nearly as bad as Leicester. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> yes, and then um, I've got... I had five transfers still on Thursday night, so uh, on, on Saturday, with Salah not playing, I thought I'd do the old... Kevin De Bruyne, bring him in. Seven points. Good. I'm happy with that. Odegaard was not playing injured. And uh, yeah. I looked about, see if we could do anything. And I liked Martinelli. I thought he's done really well over the last few games. I thought, bring him in. He got three points. Not not what I was looking for, but it's not bad. At least he's scored some points. Yeah. So my team... Is De Gea in goal, Sessignon minus one, 
Alexander Arnold, glad I've kept him because he's got Brighton and Rangers next week. Next game week, he didn't play. Cancelo, eight points. Emerson Palmieri, can't believe got him. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose he's only two million. Kulisevsky, kept faith with him, he got five points. Elliot, 1.9 million, didn't play, but he's playing for Liverpool at the moment, so hopefully he'll start picking up some points. De Bruyne, seven points. Haaland, eight. Kane, ten. Martinelli, three. Four, uh, 349 points at the moment. Not great. It's uh, 172k overall, this team. So, uh, got to improve that. Still two transfers, so I've got to decide what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to keep my eye on the uh, international break and form. See if I'm going to bring Salah back in. Yeah. Mm. Can I just... Uh... Give Tony a shout out for a um a a, a bit of a well, I thought it was a massive punt personally um on our Discord earlier in this week um Tony said Vieira might be a good shout to uh, to bring in for uh, Odegaard and um mm. he scored didn't he Tony Yeah he did he got me a nice goal <laughs> a cracking goal to be fair yeah yeah two point nine million Vieira. Um, it's one of them. I, I looked at the European games more than ever. I thought because he's, he's going to start with Odegaard being out. Odegaard's probably going to be back next game. Mm. But for two point nine million, he was going to what, get most of the game uh, this weekend, and then uh, he'll be playing. But if he misses the game against Spurs because Odegaard's back, he would then be back in the side for the Bodo Glint game. Mm. I thought that'd be one to attack. So yeah, yeah, um, think nice eight points. I, I looked at it and I thought that's that's a bit punty for my liking, but fair play <laughs> to you. Uh, it came off. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did the move in two sides, and uh, I did. I actually did it my best, my best side, which is up to like two k now. Mm. So, nice. Well um, done. It were nice eight points to get that. Sometimes they, they pay off, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice as well when you announce it in the Discord, and it does yeah. pay off because it could have gone terribly wrong. But yeah, um, well, there. No, that's yeah, nice and nice and handsome. Elliot, cheers for that. Um, right, questions. Uh, we've got quite a few to get through before the international break. Um, kick us off with Baz Bestos. With ten transfers available from October the eighth to the World Cup, how do you see the best use of a generous amount of transfer transfers in a condensed period? Attacking points or attacking price changes, and what would your individual strategies be on this, Ben? Well, ideally, you want to attack the points and get the price <laughs> prices afterwards. Because, like, say for example, you expect Kane to score this weekend, you attack that uh, player for that fixture, and then you'll get the price rise as well. Um. I've seen a lot of people attacking the price changes on a Thursday and just building the budget up. That is probably the best thing to do this season is attack the, um, the the price changes because at the World Cup we'll be able to have a wild card and change your team. And the more team value you have, the better it will be to pick better players and we start again in December. 
But yeah, I, I always like to attack the points. I haven't gone that way. I haven't attacked the price changes. Unless it was a player that I knew was nailed for the weekend, then I'd yeah. get him in. What about you, James? Well, attacking the points should always come first in my book. But if you yeah. can, you know, if you can, if you bring in a decent player and he gets good points, he scores good points, you're going to get the price rises anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, bringing in a player just for, for just for a price rise, not probably not the best strategy. Um, it, I think you need to combine it with. Well, it's all about points, really. Um, they're the most important things. But um, if you can tack on a price rise as well, then happy days. Yeah, it's an important thing that Ben said there about the being nailed. If you're making a change on the Thursday, Thursday night, Friday morning, and you're bringing in a player that isn't nailed, you could be bringing someone in just for a, a point two price rise, but he's going to get you zero points over the next mm. say couple of game weeks. Nailing someone like a, a KDB who's just had a, a decent week, and you know he's going to go point two, point three. You want him in your side. He's got good fixtures. They're the ones that you want to be attacking, um, getting the price price rise. And the player that's going to get your points. Um, don't bring in anybody that you don't want for that for at least the next two, three game weeks. Um, but then bringing in someone to say a good example this week, I'd say Saliba, who before this weekend had gone off the boil a little bit. I think he's got a couple of minuses in a row and a blank. I'm not hundred percent sure about. That. I know he had two or three game weeks in a row where he'd not done anything. Um, and I think a lot of people were jumping off Arsenal and then bang he goes and it's a, an 18 pointer in whereas I'm looking at Saliba now and thinking would I have wanted him last week probably not but then looking at Arsenal's fixtures come after the international break I know he's probably going to go point three this weekend mm. um, which could in a couple of my sides take him out of reach given uh, the spread of his figures so he's an option now he's an option where I think yeah I've got we're going to play a lot of games in October. He's going to play most of them, and I'm going to get an instant point three rise out of him. So he's he, that's an example of someone who isn't say a KDB or a Salah or a Kane, but somebody somebody who's worth jumping on. I think in my eyes, but trying to time them right, timing them right is is what I go for. Not so much just looking for price price rises, like James says. Point uh, price rises follow the players that get your points. So, yeah, good, uh, good question. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll know we know by end of uh, January which which strategies worked out best because it's, it's going to be really interesting after that wild card in December. So these uh, these teams are going to be well. I think you're going to find probably a lot of uh, different blocks knocking around. Mm. Um, be some expensive blocks, which is looking like it's going to be the city lot, and there might be some cheaper blocks, um, depending on how well Liverpool and such do in the run up to a uh, run up to the World Cup. We could, we could have Trent at four point two million if it carries on. <laughs> I sincerely hope that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Connor. Now, this was before the Arsenal game, where they at? During the Arsenal game, he sent this question in. Best players to move Arsenal defenders out for? Um, cheapish to mid-price defenders. I didn't even I didn't even have a look, if I'm honest, Connor. 
because I, I think you, you might be reversing your, your question there um, after the, the performance. And what do you reckon, James? Well, I've had a look at the fixtures. I, I think Chelsea um, have decent fixtures for clean sheet potential. Um, trouble is, we've got po- new manager in there, Potter. Mm. I think the only cheap... And obviously, quite a few of their defenders are actually quite expensive. So, um, Cucurella's obviously the standout there. Um, obviously, Potter likes him. Um, he, he managed him at, Br- at Brighton. So I, I would say he's a fairly safe pick and he's still cheap at 2.9 million, I think. Um, Fafana didn't play the last game. So he's one to watch, I think. Um, so yeah, Potter didn't start him, did he? So in fact, he had uh, Koulibaly on the bench as well, didn't he? Yeah. Which is a, an odd one. Um uh, but Kante's back in training, so that should help us shore up their defence. I'm not 100% sure that Potter is a brilliant defensive manager, but we'll see. But um, I think Chelsea's probably my favourite uh, uh, team to, to target if you want. There's a couple of cheap options there. Um, keep an eye on Robertson's injury as well, because um, obviously he's out at the moment. So Simakas, he's a good backup and he's only 3.3 million. Um, hopefully Liverpool's uh, will get a few more clean sheets in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, that, that's that would be my advice. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, I think you covered it. Shimikas, um, three point three. Obviously, we've got a couple of weeks now till the next game. Um, so we will have to see what happens with that if Robertson's back. Simicus is definitely issuing if uh, Robertson's out and uh, Cucurella, you said. Like you say, Chelsea's he's in the, um, how would you say, he's in the phase where you're like, check, seeing what you, what team's best for you at the yeah. moment. So he's going to be mixing it up a bit, I reckon. Yeah. They're the second game on the uh, Saturday because they three o'clock kickoff. So you get to see the lineup pretty much. Um. Cucurella, like you say, Fafana hasn't been given a chance yet, so he could be coming in at the weekend. Um, Dallow, I think he's great, 2.6 million. Tricky fixture against Man City, but then from then on, good fixtures. United look a lot more solid now. Um, then you've got in midfield, Kulazewski, I like him. He's going to get minutes in the Champions League. In Premier League, rotated with the other three, Son, Kane, and Ricarlison. Um, Sancho could be one. Um, Jorginho could be uh, interesting. Two point eight million now. Um, on penalties, bit of a McAllister style player for uh, from his Brighton days for the for the manager Graham Potter could be interesting. And obviously Gallagher, he's only two point two million. Can he revive his form from last season? Be played in a bit of a more advanced role. Uh, so yeah, interesting. What do you think, Tone? Yeah, I'd go for it. Um, obviously, moving Arsenal defenders out, I'd go for a hold. I know they've got a, a tricky fixture at start uh, next week with um, after international break. Sorry, with. Um, Spurs, uh, but then then they've got Bodo in the uh, 
Europa League. They've got a nice, easy fixture against uh, Liverpool. They've got Bodo. <laughs> no, then they've got Bodo. So a couple of tricky fixes at start. But then after that, a Bodo double header. They've got Leeds, PSV, Southampton, PSV, Forest. And then is it Zurich? I mean... He's trying nice. to nail them defenders in Europe, though. I think it's a bit tricky. Um, yeah. Gabriel played. Gabriel played the European game last time, and Saliba sat it out. But yeah. he could change it up this time because they've only played one game so far in Europe. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. I just wouldn't be in a rush to get rid. Yeah. I think you've, you've spoke through all the best options. I think Simakas is probably a good one because if there is a revival coming on from Liverpool, uh, and Robertson is still out for a little bit, that could. Could protect you a little bit if you have uh, ditched the likes of Trent and Robertson um, along the way. It could protect you if if that revival started and you weren't quite, you didn't quite have a Trent mm. or a Van Dyke or somebody. Um, Simicast could sneak you a five or eight points whilst Robbo's yeah. away. And, and if you do see Liverpool reviving at them prices, um, they'd be ones to jump on. So, yeah, for me, I, I'd hold Connor really um, or. Will be interesting to see Chelsea. Um, Brighton notoriously good defensively. Yeah, he's three centre halves and wing backs. Surely he's got enough talent there to get Chelsea just as solid as he's had Brighton. Potter right? definitely one to watch. Um, DT Patrick, is there an argument for taking out KDB for a Diaz, Sterling, or Foden type and upgrading elsewhere? As great as he is. KDB doesn't seem to be a star man or a bonus point magnet. And with assists being only two points, is he re- really worth holding out onto? Sorry. Ben. That's a tough one, that. Um, KDB is, is like unbelievable. I've just brought him into pretty much all my teams this weekend. I think I've got him mm. in nine teams. Um, Harlan's only got three star mans. And KDB's got two, so it's not much difference there so far. Nine games played. Yeah. Um. I like I like it. I don't mind it if you can get like Foden and Diaz or Foden Sterling, but I suppose he's probably got De Bruyne and Elliot or something like that. So he's relying on one player really at the moment. Yeah. If, if you can do it, but obviously it's two transfers, and then. You're gonna probably further down the line be worrying about having not having De Bruyne again, so it's it's a tricky one. What do you think, James? Well, um, I looked into the stats for this one, and KDB is has got some um, seven ratings in six out of his nine starts. Mm. Um, I think that's decent. Yeah, um, he's got. You know, he's not struggled for. I don't recall KDB struggling for ratings in previous seasons. Um, it feels a bit knee-jerky to write him off at this stage. He is the top-scoring midfielder in the game at the mm-hmm. moment. And not by a huge amount. Um, and he's playing for the best attack in the league. So I I would be reluctant to move him on personally. I think there's a, you'd be better off looking at other areas of your team to downgrade than, than KDP. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's... He's got two Starman Awards. There is only three people in the whole game that's got more Starman Awards than him. Mm. Harlan being one, which Ben said. Do you know the other two? Mm. 
Pope. Pope is the one. One Martinez. more. Martinez. No. <laughs> Martinez is on two. Oh, sorry. He's got another one with three, did you say? Um, yeah, he's been a bit of a demon for Star Manor-wise this season so far. Go on, then. Thiago Silva. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it is a little bit knee-jerk. Yeah, I can see the frustrations is that KDB, obviously, he's, he's had eight assists so far this season. And he's only got two star man awards. I think that's the frustration: is are the assists going to are the assists going to be enough? Only one goal as well, but the star man's bump bump it up a bit, don't they? Yeah, the star man. Is Harlan going to steal all of KDB's star man awards? Well, more or less neck and neck. Yeah, at this moment in time. So I, I just KDB's a keep for me all season long. Unless he's injured, he's not coming out of my sides. That's the way. I, that's where I'm playing it. Um, but yeah, if, just to put, just to put it into uh, uh, context, Harry Kane, Starman Magnet, has had zero Starman awards this this season. That's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it puts it into a bit of context. That perhaps um, we need to reset our thinking on Starman awards because we know. We're pretty sure that the algorithm, the who scored algorithms changed. Mm-hmm. Um, things could, the picture could look quite different this year with, uh, yeah. you know, who ends up with the most star man awards. I think um, certainly something we're going to have to keep an eye on because it does seem like we've been saying for weeks now. It does seem a bit strange that these some players are getting ratings that you wouldn't expect and. They're getting random star man awards and things. So, yeah, something we need to keep an eye on for sure. I definitely think it's favoured towards defenders and goalkeepers. I think we, we've seen that, like, obviously, Thiago Silva's up there uh, and Nick Pope are both up there with Haaland. Um, in the Arsenal game, Arsenal win 3-0. I know at one point, towards the last five minutes, I think it was, Jesus was on 8.12 and Saliba was on 8.12. And Jesus got himself a yellow card mm. and it took him down to an eight rating. So again, I know Saliba scored and also got a clean sheet. But again, it was another defender again getting the star man award. So it is gonna be one that we need to we need to keep an eye on because it might be worth having four at back, four decent defenders, because it seems like the tackle, heads, blocks, interceptions might be counted a hell of a lot more than what it has in previous years. So yeah. Right. Want to hear from Andy Barnett. Um, there are three times during the week people choose to make transfers. My question is, what is the main advantage and the main disadvantage of making your transfers? Number one, on a Thursday evening before a Friday morning price change. Number two, just before the final game of the weekend. Uh, just before the first game of the weekend, sorry, not the final one. Uh, and number three, midweek when you have a did-not-play player before European fixtures. Advantages and disadvantages, James. Well, if you make if you make your transfer on a Thursday evening before the Friday morning price change, obvious the obvious advantage is you're going to get the price rises. Uh, the disadvantage are not seeing the team sheets, not getting to see the manager press conf- conferences where you can pick up extra info about who might who might be injured, etc. So 
Yeah, that, that's that's number one dealt with. Um, just before the first game of the weekend, um, well, you get to see the team. Um, that's the main advantage. Um, for number three, uh, midweek when you when you have a player that's not played before a European fixture, I think this is the most dangerous type of transfer. Um, yeah. I think you're picking from a small player pool of players that didn't start at the weekend. It can be worth doing for the right player, but mm. um, it can also be tempting to, to make a rash move just to, just to get someone in. And I think um, you need to be careful with that type of transfer because uh, quite often it's a very short-term option and you, you're just bringing in the player because he's playing. You don't really want him long-term. So I would be wary of those types of transfers. Yeah, rewind to about 10 minute 30 in the pod and listen to Ben talk about his Emerson Palmieri. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was no football at the weekend, was there? There was no football, so the, like, all the players were still unlocked. That's true. It's true. <laughs> A bigger pool of players it was. Um, he, he started... Uh, the last three games played 90 minutes as well at Emerson and um, I thought oh, he's looking like he's nailed he's playing quite high up he's getting involved he scored a goal the week before I yeah. thought this could be, a good, could be a good sign in this 2 million but West Ham don't look very good man yeah it's, it's like waiting on thinking ah, they'll, they'll perform this weekend mm. especially and against Silkborg <laughs> <laughs> how long did that clean sheet last about 3 minutes was it oh yeah Unbelievable. I think you've covered that well enough, James. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah, there's the advantages, disadvantages. Um, right, a couple of questions here, and both of them include Salah. We'll go, we'll go to the first part of Oz. Oz has been on with, looking at October's fixtures, what would your best formation be? Three at the back, KDB to Kane. What would your best formation be? We'll touch on that first. Um, three at the back, four at the back. What do you reckon for October, James? Well, I'm going to say three at the back at the moment because um, there's no there's no one side that's really standing out defensively. Uh, I know City are doing well, but they've got some expensive assets. There's a lot of rotation there. Um, I would say three at the back for, would be preferable. Which um and then yeah definitely three up front as well because um, there's lots of options in the big hitting bracket up front and there's some good budget offerings as well you know likes of your Martinelli's your Richarlison's etc it's the midfield that's more difficult to pick at the moment I think um, yeah. it's sort of you could argue maybe it's easier to pick four defenders than than it is to pick four midfielders I don't know um, what do you boys think. It's not as a, uh, it's not as risky getting a, a one to two million pound midfielder in as it is getting a one to two million pound defender in who might be conceding two or three yeah. a week, which is always exactly. the, always the risk. Yeah, it is feeling a bit of three at the back at the minute, isn't it? Um, not if we don't, like I say, it's only City really doing a little bit in that department, but to have three or four of their defensive assets costs a lot, so. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, 
at the moment, like I agree, I agree with you guys for it about, but it can easily change. So I oh, yeah. I like to keep it flexible. Really, I don't really want to commit to a formation because something might happen next weekend, and you'll be all jump. We all jump on it, and it'll be like four at the back. Yeah. Something might come up. Yeah, so Reese yeah, James keep flexible. Def, I def, and agree with James. Free at front if possible. Let's get get free at front definitely. Yeah, needing that. Right, next bit of the question: KDB to Kane. With KDB not being the storyman magnet, with Haaland and Cancelo to compete with, is Kane a safer option with a combo of cheaper City mids as well? Also, we've just been over quite a few stats regarding that, and Kane has zero storyman awards to KDB's two. Um, yeah, I mean, KDB to Kane. Well, there's only a two-point difference between the two. So yeah. uh, Kane may not have picked up those any Starmans, but uh, there's only a two-point difference between them, and there's only a 0.1 difference in price. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kane is nailed on pens, I suppose. Um, it's a tricky one, that, I think. What do you reckon? You should, have, should have both of them. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, I just uh, KDB to Harry Kane. It's tricky. Um, I probably it's tricky. I won't. I won't. Um, I'd wait till obviously till next week <laughs> till when the, when the line is gone. Is it first game is twelve thirty Arsenal uh, Tottenham Arsenal, isn't it? So we'll get to see the lineups because you never know. Someone might get injured, and then it makes it a lot easier. You can go. KDB to Harry Kane if KDB pulls up for Belgium with yeah. an injury. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I don't know. Like Harry Kane's nailed in the team, but Man City are a but a lot better side, more on form. Only because Kane's played Leicester, they scored six goals, looked like looked like a good option. But to be honest, Leicester were in that game pretty much until the seventieth minute. And then it just went when Leicester were chasing the game, then it opened yeah. up for Spurs and Son just took took his uh took his uh, joy out of it and then he scored a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that so come from? it's a tricky one, but Man City are, are flying at the moment and obviously De Bruyne might get rested in Europe or something like that, so then you might be an option an uh, opportunity to move on to Kane. So yeah. I don't know. I can't commit yet till till I see what happens over the international break. <laughs> That's it. You got to you got to seize opportunities, aren't you? Yeah. Like say with injuries or seeing lineups beforehand. Mm. Um, yeah. That's what I. Them. That's what I did this weekend. I brought Kane into all my teams with Salah in. Uh, yeah. I had plenty of. I've still got uh, at least one transfer in most of them teams, so I could reverse it next game week if I want to. But I yeah, want to if... wait because it's such a long time. I think I, I've got a chance to like soak it up and see what happens over the international break, and then I'll decide yeah. what I'm going to do. Might mix Definitely. it up. I might just go all in the salad. I don't know. Well, we'll touch on that now. Is it a, again from Oz? Is it a big panic to get Salah back in as many sides as possible too? If you've taken him out, we'll couple that with Martin Beasley's question on Twitter: Has Salah turned the corner? Stick with him? Question mark. James, 
I wouldn't say it's a massive panic to to to, to get him back in as many sides as possible. Um, it, Liverpool did look immeasurably better in the last game that they played. Um, having Thiago back in the midfield seems to make a hell of a difference to the side. Um, they're clearly up for it. They they you know they realise that they can't go out. Klopp had obviously given them a rollick and they'd spent a lot of time discussing what had happened in the previous games. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that this is uh, them turning in the corner, but um, I think it's too early to say for sure. So I wouldn't be doing a wholesale get Salah back into all your sides. I, I certainly think you should have some coverage of him. Um, I, I would be hedging my bets. With 10 sides, you can afford to hedge your bets, can't you? So I'm going to keep... He's certainly in some of my sides. Um, I'm not going to bung him in every all of my sides just yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. Hedge your bets. Um, I don't know if he's turned the corner yet, but he scored in the last match. He's the main man. He's played the most minutes for a centre forward in uh, in all the games as well. So, um, be interesting. What do you think, Tony? Um, I was just about to ask you the question. If you had. The choice, because obviously about bringing them into your side is a little bit different. Mm. But if you had a choice now in your best side and you've got to go with one of them, who would it be? Salah, Kane? For for the, the next game week, if they're both uh, fit, I'd probably bring Salah in for the Brighton and Rangers. Uh, I was looking at it before. So you could bring Salah in for Brighton and Rangers and then Tottenham play Brighton Eintracht the week after. So you could move back on to Kane there. But um, Liverpool play Arsenal and Rangers. It's it's tough, really. You can do a bit of okie-cokie with KDB, Salah and Kane. Um, KDB hasn't got a game. Sorry, he's got a game against Liverpool in October. So the weekend of Friday, October the 14th, they play Liverpool only. You could do okie cokie with KDB there and uh, bring Salah in. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Man City's fixtures are good from then on. They've got Brighton, Borussia Dortmund, Leicester, Sevilla, Fulham, Chelsea, Brentford before the World Cup. So it's a bit, if you keep your transfers back, you could do a bit of okie cokie with the premiums. Yeah, try and, get, try and nail the right games. I wouldn't be clamouring to get Salah in just yet. Mm. Um, a bit of improvement from Liverpool, and so you see that that fire spark underneath. And like, I'll be, I will be making a few transfers to get some Liverpool coverage into my sides, definitely. But not right now, not right now. I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not worried too much about it. Your best side doesn't have Salah in, does he? Uh, you've done no. all right with him. Yeah, two K, two K overall. Yeah, it's strange thinking any team could have gone without Salah from the start mm. of the season and and done all right. Um, I don't know how many teams have actually got him in, you know. Um, I think I went through this last week. Uh, how many teams have I got more selling? I've sold him in all my many. teams now. <laughs> but I have yeah. transfers to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I've got him in one, one team. And well, that's me, uh, Liverpool block team from the start of the season. Um. Yeah, is he going to work his way into 
many of my sides. Yeah, he'll get he'll get back in a couple, and hopefully those, time it right. Those two home fixtures against Brighton Rangers just look really good, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, with the price point, obviously him, Kane, KDB, they're all very similar prices, yeah. so you can usually do play around with them. But yeah, definitely one to be a naughty Liverpool. Um, or if you are um, obviously struggling a little bit for points and, and what have you, then loading up on a load of Liverpool now wouldn't be a bad idea. Whilst they are at the, 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 the well, hopefully for James, they're at the cheapest now, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully they'll be heading in an upwards direction sometime soon. <laughs> Right, a um, couple of questions about the fixtures from DT Patrick and Angu. Who do you feel have the best and worst fixtures for October and teams to target for next month to the World Cup? What do you reckon, Ben? Well, uh, for Patrick's question, I think the team with the best fixtures from now for October is Chelsea. And the worst fixtures, I'd say, is Man City. But for Mgu's question, teams to target for next month from now until the end is Man City and Liverpool. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Because Man City will just beat everyone. They've probably got the worst fixtures out of the top seven that are in Europe. But... I still think Man City and I think Liverpool is going to turn a corner anytime soon. So I think they're the team's target. Keeping on Chelsea, new management, it's going to be a lot of uh, mixing it up to get his best team. So it's going to be a few people missing out every now and again. Tottenham, they look terrible at the back. Um, watching them against Leicester, Leicester should have had about four goals. Yeah. But, um, maybe when Romero starts next game, they'll look a lot better. Um, Chelsea, like yeah, and Tottenham attacking wise, uh, Harry Kane, great, yeah. Son looks like he's back on form now. So yeah, they're just a Champions League team for me. What about you, James? I agree with you that Chelsea have got the the best best fixtures. Um, Liverpool's look nice up until they play City. Um, I think Spurs. In terms of not so good, yeah, you're right to pick out City. have got a couple of tricky ones, but obviously, arguably, are fixture-proof. Arsenal got a couple of tricky ones, obviously, with with Tottenham. Oh, in the next three games, they've got Tottenham and Liverpool. Mm. Um, So, But after that, it's looking pretty decent again. Um, Spurs have three... I noticed Spurs have got three... um, away games on the trot after uh, the international break after the um after the international break so that that doesn't you know that that could it's always harder to play away isn't it so especially this season home advantage seems to be a thing again unlike during the the previous mm-hmm. lockdowns so um yeah um if i was going to target someone it'd be chelsea chelsea i think like i said earlier and um just be wary of, uh, you know, City got a few difficult ones. 
Spurs got a few difficult away games and Arsenal in the next three have two tricky tricky fixtures themselves. Yeah, covered very well. I like Arsenal fixtures after them after the um Spurs and Liverpool. Mm. I like them all the way to the um to the World Cup. Uh I think that PSV game getting thrown in there instead of the City game is probably nice for Arsenal owners. Um yeah, we covered it well enough there. It's a big uh, big difference between uh, volume of games, obviously between the European sides and the non European sides. Um although Brighton have a few to rearrange, don't they? Yeah. Um is it a Bournemouth game and a Crystal Palace game they need to throw in there? So Bournemouth between now and oh, sorry, Brighton between now and the World Cup, I think have Eleven games if you thrown into them, their midweek slots. So they're not going to be re- they won't, There's no. They won't rearrange anything before the World Cup, though. I don't think will they. Do you know? I think they'll try and throw <laughs> one onto these European weeks where Brighton yeah. and Bournemouth and Brighton and Palace are both free on them weeks. Mm. You think they try and get them in before that World Cup because they're going to struggle, aren't they? I think they're on about rearranging the games that are. We're on off this weekend, but the because it was a block week last weekend, they might move that to a midweek after the World Cup, so that they're all playing the same week. Right. If you know right. So they might have game. just one rearranged then. Yeah, hmm. but it's not been confirmed yet. So, I mean, as ever, it's important to be on these European players. Hmm. Definitely fixture volume. Um. Connie Lingus is back. Uh, hey. Evening, Connie. <laughs> um, did we all jump off Arsenal assets too soon? <laughs> well, judging by the, the performance and another good result for them. Um, yeah. Um, what do you reckon, James? Well, I, I threw this in there because uh, I just thought it's going to be really interesting to see how Arsenal fare with games against Tottenham and Liverpool in the next three. Uh, obviously, they're right at the top of the league. Um, it will be interesting to see, you know, with, if they're going to continue and that, if they're going to have a really good finish to the season, I think this is the sort those Tottenham and Liverpool games are where they're going to be tested. Um, yeah. And we will see their potential, I don't know about title credentials, because that's probably City's wrapped up, but... Um, where, you know, if Arsenal could be, still be pushing for that second or third spot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on with their tougher fixtures. Definitely. Ben, are your teams looking Arsenal-like? I I don't really like uh, Arsenal for the rest of the month just because I just have a feeling they're going to be rotating in Europe. Looking at the lineup in the last European game, they play Turner in goal, Tommy Yasu, Holding, Tierney, Gabriel, Gabriel, which is a starter. And then you've got Shaka, Lacongo, uh, Vieira, Marquinhos, Enketia, Martinelli. Martinelli's mm. probably the best one for me. I've got him in a few teams still. And he's doing so well for his price as well. well I just think he's great. Uh, but the only I've, thing I've... is he's registered as a striker isn't he, on the game. Yeah, about Vieira. Well, like you 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 pulled one out of the bag, didn't you? He said yesterday, Vieira, stick him in. 
Yeah. I wasn't too sure, but like you said, if he if if uh, Odegaard is back, he will play the league matches and Vieira will play in Europe. But, yeah. Yeah. He scored six goals last year, didn't he? So uh, I wasn't sure about him. I just thought he got he got about sixteen assists though, didn't he? Something yeah, like quite that. a few assists, yeah. Mm. But he took his goal well, in off the post from outside yeah, the box. Finish. What we finish? Yeah, um, I've not. I'm not. I've, I've got a couple of Arsenal players in most of my sides. Um, yeah, two, three, three, two, three. Yeah, I've I've not really jumped away from them. I've kept Gabriel in a few. Mm. I took my Salibas out, unfortunately, but I, I think I did that a good few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, still still got the Arsenal assets there. So I'm, I'm hoping to keep going. Hoping to keep going. Um, that's the Lee Hooper's been on. He's got one transfer left in most of his top teams. Um, he wants to know what, what he should be doing with that. Should he use it for a price swing and get in a player that he wants? Or should he just wait until after the international break to see how things are with injuries, etc.? Um, what do you reckon, James? I would hold on to that transfer. There's there's usually in injuries after the international break, you might have players that have had long flights, etc. They, they might only be arriving back a couple of hours before they, they're supposed to kick off again, you know, from Timbuktu or wherever. Yeah. Um, so I would, um, rather than chase the rise, if you've only got one left, I would hold it until after the international break. Yeah. Um, I agree with James, exactly. Keep, keep the transfer till after the international break. Because you never know what's going to happen over the next two weeks with injuries yeah. and that. Completely agree. Question two. Uh, what sort of points total do you think is a good start, a mediocre start and a poor start? James. Um, I would say a good start would be 440, 450 points. Um, that would, If you had 450 points, you'd be just outside the top 1,000. I think that would be a very nice start. Um, yeah. I would say a mediocre start would be about 380. Um, that would be somewhere between probably about 60,000-ish. Um, and anything uh, 350 and below is is a bad start, which is pretty much most of my teams at the moment. Ben. <laughs> ben yeah uh, excellent start over 450 points um, decent start around 400 points and I'd say a poor start is anything below 350 points yeah. similar to mine then yeah mm. very similar uh, 350 a good start 430 um and mediocre, three ninety, just it as as is, um, just in the middle. But it can all change very quickly. A couple of weeks of um, city city failing and and Liverpool coming good and all that could bunch up. Um, so yeah, I'm not getting too excited or too disappointed yet. Right, John Cameron. Kulazewski, is it time to move on or stick with him? 
Um, I'd say definitely stick with him. He's good price. He's playing in the Spurs front three. Yeah, he's not starting every game, but he's coming on, um, making an appearance, and um, he's getting minutes in Europe and that. So I think he's good player to hold. There's not many players around that price that you could get that's going to play as much as him. What do you think, James? I think you've nailed it there. Um, the, the like you said, the problem is there really is nothing in that price bracket that's mm. going to do probably as well as him. So, or finding that player at least is going to be very difficult. Um, so I, I would hold him in most of my teams. I, I would get rid of it's him in a, maybe a few. It, he hasn't. He has been a bit disappointing, I would say, but he has potential, and that Spurs attack hasn't really clicked. Um, I don't think you can count the Leicester result, to be honest, when I say that. But uh, uh, they haven't clicked like they did at the end of last season. And and it, I'm sure Conte will get them far in at some point. With the talent they've got up front, um, they're going to they're gonna score plenty of goals. And there's a good chance he'll be assisting and scoring a few himself. Yeah, I think he set his bar so high last season, didn't he? Um He's, I say the, the price bracket in the midfield area is what's nearing maybe, I don't know, Odegaard at 3.2 or a Sancho who, who's doing okay um, recently. <laughs> or a Vieira at 2.9. If you drop, obviously, you know, unless you're going to drop back to a defender or even up top, if you're going to go three up top and put a Martinelli in, in replace mm-hmm. of him. Other than that, you've not got much options and and he is an explosive player on his day in a, in a, what should be a very good Spurs attack, which after scoring six, I know it was only against Leicester. Mm. I'm not saying that, that, I'm just saying that because obviously Leicester in a, a, a bit of a rut at the minute. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it was Leicester a bad side. But at this moment in time, them scoring six against Leicester isn't like them knocking six past an informed Leicester. Um, so it's, it's one of them that's still... Still don't look as slick as he did. But definitely want to keep just touching on the Leicester, Leicester one. Do you know who is Leicester's highest points, uh, highest point scoring defender so far this season? No, because I haven't even looked. <laughs> <laughs> it's Soyuncu. Oh, no, because he played in the cup. He played in the cup. Their only clean sheet was <laughs> Soyuncu had played. He got eight points. Oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think in comparison, Danny Ward. Think... Danny Ward is on minus fifteen now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that earlier. When I was looking at the goalkeepers. Um, did you see? Kjoyberg's uh, got more points than Kulusevski now. Has he? Yeah, um, he's only three million. Um, third highest point, uh, sorry, third highest minutes so far played by a midfielder. Uh, 810 minutes, one star man, two goals and two assists. Got an assist on, sat- uh, on sun- uh, Saturday as well. Yeah, um, I think we talked about him before last season, but he goes through these little phases of getting assists and he goals. Does. But does. And he plays a lot, but I don't know, I don't know about him. It's three million. Could be an enabler, but just, like his mate who plays next to him, Ben Tanker. Yeah, I think he's like two million. I think you're he's at. two points. What oh, I don't know, yeah, 2.1 million, something like that. Yeah, um, and Bizuma's on the bench now. He, he 
he could come and take someone's place yeah. as a top player. He's a quality player, Basuma. I think I'd still want Kurosevsky over Hoiberg just because he's yeah. playing, playing so high up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Hoiberg's too far back. And he does make some nice little runs, late mm. late runs into the box now. I think having Bentacor there has allowed him to yeah. express himself in that way, in a similar way he does for Denmark. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would still go for somebody higher up the pitch, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Good to touch on him. Right, the uh, mini league top ten time. Um, the DT Tonic Patreon League. James, do you want to have a read out of that, mate? With with pleasure, Tony. Um, <clears throat> in tenth place, just the tonic, Anthony Sutcliffe. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's void, isn't it? That's my void oh, team. Is it no, still sneaking no, in there again? It is. Okay. Sorry. It's Dream Team's fault. I can't I remove it. Have, um, I should have put a different screenshot in then. So um, we're going to do the top <laughs> nine then. <laughs> Sneaking my way out to every leaderboard. Can you rename that team to like um, like I did with? Don't read me. Same thing. I hold my hands up and I put my I put in capital letters. Not not um, not the patron league. And then then it, there's no there's no doubts, is there? Um, Okay, in joint seventh, we have Barry McCormack, Mark Warner and Lee Hooper. In sixth, we've got Patrick Bryson. Fifth, Jake Bevan. Fourth, Peter Franklin. Three, Lee Atang. Second, Connor Tobin. And Brian Blackett is in number one spot. Come on. Play Brian. Very close up there. Um, right, Ben, you've the got the pleasure league. of reading the top 10 for the uh, the cash league. Yep, um, in 10th place, Harry Jones, 9th place, Leo Reed, joint 7th, Lee Hooper and Stephen Beswick, 6th place, Dan Bartlam, 5th place, Leo Reed, 4th place, Lee Hooper again, 3rd place, <laughs> Mark Wallow, second place, Brian Gillen, and top of the shot, Dream Team Tony Stone. Get in. What's going on, Tony? I don't know, flying high. You won the, you won the uh, monthly prize, uh, sorry, the weekly prize last I week. I did, I did. <laughs> hustling, hustling by the looks of it. City yeah. heavy. City heavy. And the... Uh, Treat on City every weekend now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good to be up there. But you don't win out in September. No. Apart from the uh, Game Week 5 cash prize. That, that. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, you don't win any trophies in September. But yeah, it's good to be up there. Keep it up, mate. You weren't far off there, were you? Mate. Ben, your, your team were just... We're, I'll make eight points off the top ten now. Twenty uh, first, I think. I was I was like twelfth on Saturday, but then um, Saliba and Jesus scored on Sunday, so it knocked <laughs> down a bit. I think I only I think I only got onto the to the top ten of that last year twice. I think it took me most of the year to get to clamber up there just for a, a small appearance. I never won anything, but yeah, so it's good to be up there nice and early. Um. 
Right. James, do you want to have a run through the top 1K ownership? Yep. Um, no surprises here. Erling Haaland, 100% ownership in the <laughs> top 1K. Yeah. He's in top spot. In second, we've got Kevin De Bruyne with 77%. Gabriel Jesus, also 77%. Uh, Saliba, 57%. And in fifth, we've got um, Cancelo, 56%. No surprises there, really. Um, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Haaland. Most abs at the moment. Showing yeah. with um, firing all them teams up to the top one k. Um, any surprises on the list, Ben? No, um, I think uh, some good players on there. No surprises. Yeah, a few points. Obviously, Mitrovic did all right for for his owners, didn't he? He's owned by fifteen point six percent. Yeah, not many surprises. A lot of city, a lot of city on there. Right, latest ins. So most transferred in this weekend in in the in the game. Uh, top of the shot there, Trippier transferred in by eight thousand six hundred managers. That is a surprise. That is a surprise. <laughs> yeah. In this format, anyway. It is yep. two two good fixtures, but again, these European games are the quantity of fixtures now for these European teams is huge. Mm. Um, I think it was did they have uh, Bournemouth at the weekend and they got Fulham next yeah. after the international break but still yeah Kane transferred in by 8,600 managers too Richarlison after his um, nice run of form transferred in by 5,700 just a blank Tony after his hat-trick uh, 5,000 transfers in again just for a blank and De Bruyne in fifth place there with 4,600 transfers in. We've got his owners and a nice seven points. What, um, what about that? Uh, Emerson Royale, 4,000 transfers in and he was on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, strange one because he's not the cheapest. He's like 3.2, 3.2 3. 2 million. Um, 3.3, yeah. 3.3, yeah. It's, yeah, strange one. Strange one there. Uh, Harla, uh, Odegaard, sorry, transferred in by 4,000. Oh, yeah. Only to miss out. These must be Thursday transfers. It must be. I don't know. It must be. Well, the, all this, it's transfers since the 12th of the 9th, so that would be... Last week. That would be like a week week ago today, so it's anything mm. from, from a week ago today, basically. Mm. Um, so, yeah, mm. that there's going to be Thursday transfers in there. Yeah, definitely. What about the outs, Ben? Yep, let's have a look. So we've got top of the shop, Salah, 16,000 transfers out. Ooh. Robertson, 13,000 transfers out. He's injured. <laughs> okay, it's an exodus. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's an <laughs> exodus. <laughs> There's a, pattern, there's a pattern emerging here somewhere. Louis, Louis Diaz, 9,000 transfers out. Alexander Arnold, 8,000 transfers out. Kyle Walker, 6,000 transfers out. And I'll read the next one. 
Nunez, six thousand. <laughs> With the last yeah. person to own a Liverpool player, <laughs> light. Wait till next week when next game week when Liverpool turn it around and butter Brighton and Rangers. They could be the the most transmitted in again next week, couldn't they? Yeah, Yeah, could very well see it switch around. Yeah, Jesus. Any any unlucky stories on there? Jesus obviously got seven Mm. points. Son. Son's there with 2,800 transfers out. That's going to (laughs) hurt. That's going to hurt, hasn't it? 28 points. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Tough one to take that one for them 2,800 managers. Um, well, that's it for, for this week. If you haven't um, got involved in our Patreon yet, um, it's coming up to Cup Month. Um, so over the international break, I'm again the Cup competition for the patrons all prepped. Um, got quite a lot more involved this year, so I'm not too sure what format, but I'm hoping to have a group stage and a knockout again. Uh, great fun last year. Ben, you won it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> through the groups, through all the knockouts, and won it. Um, it's definitely not fixed. <laughs> I, um, I but, got knocked out by one point by Fergie. It, I was so upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a great fun. Um, we did get quite a few sign-ups. We did get quite a lot of people that might not have got involved in the Patreon beforehand to get involved, and they're still involved now. It, um Obviously, as well as getting a free entry into the Patreon Cup, you do get all the, the usual benefits. Um, so if you, if you do want to get involved, uh, patreon.com forward slash dreamteamtonic. Have a gander on there. Um, choose your membership level and, and help support us and what we do. Um, that'll be coming after the international break. Um, obviously, with it being a cup competition, there will be cash prizes, a trophy for the winner, um, all, all, the, all the jazz. Um, yeah, like I say, it's fun. It's fun and competitive. So it'd be great to get some new faces in the Discord and get the band to go in. Um, now we're going to have a, a break. Are we Are we going to be podding next week? We're not too sure. Uh, but, if, but we have a break ourselves and come back refreshed uh, in a couple of weeks with a, a transfer special with Fergie, um, former champion. And we'll have, yeah. a, we'll have a live Q&A over the uh, international break on the Patreon. Yeah, got a few things tickling over on the uh, on the Patreon and on the Discord. So, yeah, keep your ears peeled. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're not subscribed, you're listening on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like, drop us a comment. We'll be appreciated. Um Try and enjoy your international break, lads. I'll try to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do? Probably, probably hide in a darkened corner and wait. Just wait for the football to. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> probably best. Anyway, take it easy, chaps. Cheers, cheers, boys. Cheers, See mate. You later.